good morning, Wright County, and a blessed Sunday morning to you. Thank you for tuning in to the Faith Lutheran Church Gospel Hour. My name is Paul Nickel. I'm pastor of Faith Lutheran Church in Monticello, Minnesota. We are on the airwaves this morning to share a Christ-focused, cross-centered message of hope for a world in crisis. Jesus died for you so that you might live for him. We begin our radio worship in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The first reading for this, the second Sunday in Advent, comes from the book of the prophet Isaiah, chapter 40, verses 1 through 11. The prophet writes, Comfort, comfort my people, says your God, Speak tenderly to Jerusalem, and cry to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice cries, In the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, Cry. And I said, What shall I cry? All flesh is grass, and all its beauty is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades when the breath of the Lord blows on it. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. Go on up to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good news, Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem, herald of good news. Lift it up. Fear not. Say to the cities of Judah, Behold your God. Behold, the Lord God comes with might, and his arm rules for him. Behold, his reward is with him, and his recompense before him. He will tend his flock like a shepherd, he will gather the lambs in his arms. He will carry them in his bosom and gently lead those that are with young. Citizens of Wright County, prepare the way of the Lord. By repentance and faith, prepare his way into your heart. The psalm for today is Psalm 32. This is a psalm of repentance. David writes, Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. For when I kept silent, 
my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me, my strength was dried up as by the heat of the summer. I acknowledged my sin to you, and I did not cover my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Therefore let everyone who is godly offer prayer to you at a time when you may be found. Surely in the rush of great waters they shall not reach him. You are a hiding place for me. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with shouts of deliverance. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eyes upon you. Be not like a horse or a mule without understanding, which must be curbed with bit and bridle, or it will not stay near you. Many are the sorrows of the wicked, but steadfast love surrounds the one who trusts in the Lord. Be glad in the Lord, and rejoice, O righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. Shall we pray? O Lord, our Maker, Redeemer, and Comforter, we are assembled in thy presence to hear thy holy word. We pray thee so to open our hearts by thy Holy Spirit, that through the preaching of thy word we may be taught to repent of our sins, to believe on Jesus in life and in death, and to grow day by day in grace and holiness. Hear us for Christ's sake. Amen. The Gospel reading for this second Sunday in Advent comes from the Gospel according to St. Matthew, chapter 3, verses 1 through 12. Matthew writes, In those days John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he who was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, when he said the voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. Now John wore a garment of camel's hair and a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locusts and wild honey. Then Jerusalem and all Judea and all the region about the Jordan were going out to him, and they were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to his baptism, he said to them, You brood of vipers! Who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruit in keeping with repentance, and do not presume to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children for Abraham. Even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees, 
every tree therefore that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize you with water for repentance. But he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the barn, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Citizens of Wright County, John the Baptist declared, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And that glorious message is as relevant today as it was 2,000 years ago. For indeed, the kingdom of heaven has drawn near to you this very day, even in the year 2020. In the person of Jesus Christ, the kingdom has come. And through the preaching of the word, Jesus invites you to enter his kingdom and to become a kingdom citizen forever. Jesus wants you to enter in. Jesus wants you to discover the kind of life that can be found only in the kingdom of heaven, the kind of life that is truly good, truly abundant, truly joy-filled, and truly without end. But citizens of Wright County, if you wish to enter the kingdom, then there is something that must take place in your life. That something is repentance. John the Baptist said not the kingdom of heaven is at hand, but rather repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Do you wish to enter the kingdom? Then you must repent. What is repentance? Simply put, Repentance is a decisive conversion or reorientation or turning around of your life. To repent means to turn away from sin and to turn towards God. To repent means to say no to sin and yes to Christ. To repent means to reject the sinful path and to embrace the Lord's will for your life, whatever the cost. This morning, I'd like to have a straight talk about repentance. And I would like to say that true repentance, the kind that really does lead to the kingdom of heaven, involves five things. First, knowledge of sin. Second, sorrow for sin. Third, confession of sin. Fourth, faith in the forgiving grace of Christ. And fifth, living a changed life. Let's examine each of these steps in turn. And as we do, please remember this. Repentance is not optional for the Christian life. If you want to become a citizen of the kingdom of heaven, then you must repent. 
no one put the necessity of repentance more strongly or with greater force than did Jesus Christ himself. In Luke 13:5, our Lord declares, Unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. We all need to do it. We all need to repent. Consider, then, what repentance really involves. First, there is the knowledge of sin. Repentance begins with understanding the simple facts about sin. And the simple facts are these. I am a sinner. You are a sinner. All of us are sinners. The Bible says there is no one righteous, no, not one, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. What does it mean to sin? Well, it means to break God's law, to violate God's will for how we humans are to live our lives. And we've all broken God's law. Except for Christ, no person has ever kept God's law perfectly. Have you ever told a lie? Have you ever stolen, cheated, committed adultery, spoken unkind words, or held on to a grudge? Have you ever given in to anger, lust, or arrogant pride? Have you ever neglected God's word and prayer? Have you ever failed to love your neighbor as yourself, or the Lord your God, with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and all your strength? If you have ever committed even just one of those sins, then please understand, you are completely sinful through and through. The Bible says, For whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point has become guilty of it all. Citizens of Wright County, have you awakened to the knowledge that you and I are sinners? I hope and pray that you have, because the first step in repentance is awakening to the knowledge of sin. Second, repentance involves sorrow for sin. It is not enough simply to admit in your mind that you are a sinner. You must actually feel in your heart that sin is wrong. You must come to the place where there is genuine regret for the sins you have committed. You must come to the place where you genuinely desire to get the sin out of your life. Not every sinner has the kind of godly sorrow that leads to repentance. In fact, some people seem oddly complacent in their sins. They know they are sinners, but strangely, they seem just fine with their sins. The attitude seems to be, don't worry about it. We're all sinners. It's no big deal. But folks, it is a big deal. The universality of sin does not somehow make sin okay. If your heart is devoid of godly sorrow over sin, then please consider the real consequences of human sin. Let me name just a few. 
One, sin makes your heart sick. The Bible says the heart is desperately sick. Who can understand it? Two, sin destroys relationships. The Bible says what causes quarrels and fights among you? Is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? Three, sin separates you from God. The Bible says your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God. Four, sin condemns the soul. The Bible says the wages of sin is death, meaning eternal death. And rest assured, the fleeting pleasures of sin are not worth the horrors of hell. As the Bible says, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? Citizens of Wright County, please heed the warning of John the Baptist. God will one day judge the earth, and his winnowing fork is in his hand, and the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. If that warning does not inspire genuine fear in your heart and godly sorrow over the sin that is in your soul, then I don't know what will. Citizens of Wright County, your sins and mine are a big deal. We must take them seriously. We must sorrow over them. Third, repentance involves confession of sin. Once you have come to a knowledge of and sorrow over sin, then the path to spiritual healing continues with confession. Confession means admitting your sins to God. Confession means bringing your sins into God's light so that God can start to cleanse you from the inside out. When the people came to John the Baptist, the Bible points out that they were baptized in the River Jordan, confessing their sins. Now, confession can be uncomfortable, but confession is always necessary. Confession is like lancing a pus-filled boil. The lance might sting, but a small wound lets the nasty junk out so that the healing medicine of God's grace can enter in. The Bible says if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Fourth, repentance involves faith in God's promise to forgive our sins for the sake of Jesus Christ, who died for us. Remember, repentance is not just a turning away from sin. Repentance is also, and even more, a turning toward God. And rest assured, if you confess your sins to God and seek his forgiveness in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, then there is a 100% guarantee of grace. Yes, God will forgive completely, totally, and absolutely. Your guarantee of grace is the cross of Christ. 
in some mysterious way, when he died on the cross, Jesus bore all the guilt, all the punishment, all the condemnation, all the judgment that your sins deserve. Jesus took it upon himself so that you might be forgiven, saved, sanctified, and granted full citizenship in the kingdom of heaven. Citizens of Wright County, turn to Christ. He is truly the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Just as you are, whether sinful, sorrowing, suffering, or shameful, you come to Christ. As long as you are willing to repent of your sins, Jesus will forgive. Our Lord summons you with the comforting words of this astounding promise from John chapter 6. Whoever comes to me, I will never cast out. Yes, whoever comes to me, Jesus says, I will never cast out. Now, at this point, I would like to emphasize an important truth. The Bible indicates that repentance is absolutely necessary for salvation. That is true. But strictly speaking, repentance is not what saves you. What saves you is Christ. It is Christ and Christ alone who has the power to take away your sins. It is Christ and Christ alone who frees your soul from condemnation. Repentance is indeed necessary. But at the end of the day, repentance is merely the hand which takes hold of the salvation one by another. We are saved by God's grace, and this is Jesus' doing, not our own. We are the ones who repent, but Christ is the one who saves. So, with confidence in his grace, citizens of Wright County, turn to Christ today. Finally, repentance involves living a changed life. Here is the acid test of true repentance. Has your repentance actually resulted in a changed life? Have you actually made some progress towards stopping sin? If you have not made any progress at all, then you must ask yourself, Is my repentance real? Because when you really do repent, when you really do turn from sin towards Christ, then the Holy Spirit enters your heart, and the Holy Spirit begins a transforming work within you. By the Spirit's grace, sin begins to decrease, and righteousness begins to increase. Once again, let me be clear. You are not saved by the good works you do. But if you are truly saved, then, by the grace of God, the good works will come. The new birth is real. One of the most powerful sermons I have ever heard took place at a real barn burner of a revival in Beaufort, South Carolina. The preacher, a fast-talking, sin-convicting, God-glorifying Southern Baptist, hammered these unforgettable words into my heart. If you is what you was, then you ain't. In other words, if you claim to be a Christian, but no change has taken place in your life, then quite likely 
you are not what you claim to be. If you is what you was, then you ain't. If you is what you was before you came to Christ, then you ain't really come to Christ. If you is what you was before you repented, then you ain't really repented. It's as simple as that. Life needs to change. As John the Baptist thundered to the Pharisees and the Sadducees, bear fruit in keeping with repentance. Citizens of Wright County, let me say it again. Repentance really does require a change in your life. If you are cheating on your spouse, then you need to stop cheating. If you are holding a grudge against a family member, then you need to stop holding that grudge. If you are stealing from your employer, then you need to stop stealing. You need to change your life. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that you must become perfect or sinless in this life. Perfection is not possible on this side of the resurrection. But nevertheless, your life does need to change. At the very least, you've got to start fighting and fighting hard against the sin in your heart. Once again, hear the words of John the Baptist, bear fruit worthy of repentance. And may I just say, when you do bear the fruit of repentance in your life, it is the fruit of the Spirit, and it comes by the grace of God. And the fruit of repentance is really, really good stuff. Righteousness is always better than sin. Repentance is always worth it in the end. And that, citizens of Wright County, is what repentance looks like. Knowledge of sin, sorrow for sin, confession of sin, faith in Christ, and living a changed life. This Advent season, please know that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's a great and glorious kingdom. Jesus wants you in the kingdom. But if you are going to get in, then you must repent. You must turn from sin towards God. In Jesus' name, amen. It's time now for a hymn. Comfort, comfort now my people. Tell of peace, so says our God. Comfort those who sit in darkness, mourning under sorrow's load. To God's people now proclaim that God's pardon waits for them. Tell them that their war is over. God will reign in peace forever. For the herald's voice is crying in the desert far and near, calling us to true repentance since the kingdom now is near. Oh, that warning cry obey, now prepare for God away. Let the valleys rise to meet him, and the hills bow down to greet him. Straight shall be what long was crooked, and the rougher places plain. Let your hearts be true and humble, as befits his holy reign. For the glory of the Lord now on earth is shed abroad and all flesh shall see the token that God's word 
is never broken. Let's have an Advent prayer, and then the Apostles' Creed. O dearest Jesus, holy child, make thee a bed, soft undefiled, within my heart, that it may be a quiet chamber kept for thee. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And now we pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you, May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and grant you peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Faith Lutheran Church Gospel Hour. Our mission is to bring you a Christ-focused, cross-centered message of hope for a world in crisis. In John 14, 6, Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Have you accepted Jesus Christ by faith as your personal Lord and Savior? If you would like to learn more about how to receive Jesus into your heart, please call Faith Lutheran Church in Monticello, Minnesota at 763-878-878. 2092. Again, please call Faith Lutheran Church at 763-878-2092. I would also like to invite you to join us for worship on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Please come join us. We are located in Silver Creek Township, just north of Lake Mariah State Park, at 12449 Clementa Avenue, Northwest. Google search Faith Lutheran Church Monticello to find our website or Facebook page. This has been Pastor Paul Nickel from Faith Lutheran Church. I'm signing off the airwaves for now, but remember this. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand.